What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WCW Attitude Radio, the Halloween edition. <laughs> Let's get this started. Me, I am your host with the mostest, and I brought beer, Mr. and Mr. King NWO GTS, and I have JD the Iceman with me. I have John the Human Suplex Machine. I have Ralph, Mr. Rasslin himself. Welcome, boys. Yes, it is. It's Halloween, however, and we know where your kids are. They're probably still up eating candy or in bed, one of the two, but the three late-night ghouls of the night, shall we say, are ready to uh, scare you silly and also share some fun with it on this Halloween. And yes, it's rated R. And guess what? Guess what, adults? Listen to us here on Talk Shoe tonight. That's right. All right. One, I'll do the number. Okay. 1724-444-7444. Call ID number is one three eight nine eight two. ID number one. And guys, we're gonna have a good show here tonight. And I'm gonna take it to my man now, Gerard. I'd like to turn it over to Mr. King NWO himself, 
Mr. Gerard G. Smith. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm just going to scan the news, and J.D., you can see if you have anything. Uh, well, I got two. We got, well, I got oh, go two. Ahead. Sorry. I got two things, however, as far as birthdays go. Celebrity-wise today, happy birthday to Piper Paravo, actress from movies such as Coyote Ugly and Sheeper by the Dozen, but also a very special happy birthday to one true comedic legend, however, who is no longer with us, and a great man, John Candy, today is his birthday. Oh, he was a great... He was. I mean, you cannot... Go ahead. He was Canadian, too. Yes, and he was a member of the Toronto Argonauts at one time with Wayne Gretzky, as we all recall back in the day, however. But when you think of John Candy, you think of the great outdoors, you think the Blues Brothers, you think uh, Home Alone. Canadian Bacon. What's that? Canadian Bacon. Canadian Bacon, yes, with Alan Alda. That's right. That was just on recently. I, I hadn't seen that in a long time. Yep. He was Uncle in Buck. Uh, Uncle Buck. Yep, Pocket yeah. Trot, Delirious. Uh, also going bizarre. Stripes, yeah, Ox, and of course one of his best, Tom, and talking about uh, and one with Tom Hanks. How he did one with Tom Hanks. How Splash with Daryl Hannah and Eugene Levy, yeah. his fellow SCTV member. So the, part of the uh, Great Outdoors was actually taped in my state, Wisconsin. Yes, uh, up, uh, I was up north, uh, up north, I believe, in the, yeah. near the Canadian border. A beautiful country up there, actually. I saw yeah. when I, I saw I remember when I saw that theater. Uh, in the theater, I mean, the steak alone. I think everyone remembers the big steak scene more than anything. Uh, but, uh, the bear jumping no. on him with the bear butt? No, not the bear butt. The old 96er steak at the old steakhouse. <laughs> Paul Bunyan steakhouse when he'd eat that. And he's like, there's nothing but gristle of fat on that thing. And he's and, and then they walk in. Next, you know, the raccoons just make a mess of the whole cabin. And he just purges right then and there after he sees all the things in the house and everything. It's just... Uh, that was, that was, I mean, that's been playing a lot on cable TV lately. It's still a classic <laughs> to this day, but, uh, talking about Halloween, how are you talking about humor, how are you, uh, Ralph, I don't know if you got in earlier before the show started, we were talking about it. Last night, NXT did a Halloween tribute show, how they had... Yeah, that's when I came in. Yeah, this was pretty cool. They had Bailey dressed up as a Lego, uh, Aiden English was Kevin Owens, and Finn Bauer was dressed as CM Punk, believe it or not. I mean, I mean, if you got a chance to check it out, you have to see it. It's just too priceless. But uh, mm-hmm. other than that, uh, also, however, a sentimental, tra- a tragic uh, farewell to one uh, Hollywood uh, actor, if you will, Al Marinero, best known as Big Al from uh, Happy Days and the Odd Couple TV show, passed away, I believe, it was the other night or last night at the age of 96. So, Here's a trivia with a Happy Days. What's that? Here's a trivia. Every year, they do the, um, the surviving cast members go to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. where the statue of the Ponds is, and they take a picture every year. Nice. Very nice. Some good shows came from Wisconsin. Sorry, oh, yeah. I'm being biased. Oh, yes. No, no, no doubt. And, and there was definitely good shows. I mean, I mean, we can say that was one of them. I mean, Laverne Shirley, another. And like I Split. said... What's it? If I can, if I can only find the slits again, I'd tip a slit to that. Yes, but like I said, however, uh, like I said, uh, but uh, definitely uh, very uh, sad to hear this news today. However, but uh, our thoughts and prayers are with his friends and family. Certainly a great actor. I mean, he wasn't only in Happy as we say he was on The Odd Couple. He did some movies, I think, for a couple movies in his career. But and he also was a big TV commercial guy later on after the Happy Days years with. Uh, 
those uh, microwave, uh, whatever they were called, uh, Encore commercials. Yeah. You remember going back in the day. So, But everyone remembers him as this big Al from Al's uh, rest- diner, however, a restaurant, whatever you want to call it, however, uh, hangout. And uh, truly, uh, Happy Days lost a true icon and uh, a big legend uh, in him. Can I, I just want to make a quick comment. We were talking about John Candy. Yes. Could you imagine him pairing up with another great actor who passed away way too early in his prime? Belushi? Chris Farley. Oh, my Chris God. Chris Farley, that's what I was going to say. I've seen, well, those two and Jim and John Belushi even, those three, mm-hmm. those three would be just genius. I mean, <laughs> those three could tear, they could make everything so fun together, yeah. And I think, um, well, speaking of Chris Farley, his buddy from, like, Black Sheep, um, um, What's his name? Um, yes. David Spade, is, you can still see today like a bunch of actors when mm-hmm. the comedy duel, yes. one of them, pay, uh, another one would be like the three students. One, one comedy partner or whatever, acting, thriller or whatever, passes away. The other yep. one just isn't the same afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Ralph, you know? did you see I Am Chris Farley documentary? Uh... I had a chance. No, I didn't. But it was all over the theaters here. I haven't seen it yet either, and I've heard some good things about that movie. Yes, actually. I've heard people yeah, have actually seen it. I've seen it. Uh, uh, it's actually pretty good. I liked it. Um, Another uh, good thing about uh, John Candy, I mean, when you mentioned John Candy, I mean, the, the movies, not all the movies we mentioned, another good movie we've got to mention is Planes, Trains, Automobiles with Steve yes. Martin. Those aren't pillows! <laughs> that scene alone. I mean, that's just too much. Oh, great game, great game. Oh, the Bears are going to go all the way this year. Uh, but uh, those two guys together, I mean, even later on, however, I mean, even after that film was done, however, yeah. with John Hughes, I mean, John Hughes did a lot of great movies, too. And talk about John Hughes, my friend and neighbor down the street here in Pittsburgh uh, actually went to the same high school and was a year ahead of John Hughes in high school. And he got, became good friends with him. And he says, John is one of the nicest guys you ever want to talk to. Ever. In fact, I used to hang out with friends or families of Farley. You know, oh. I only live about 30 miles from Madison. Nice. Another actor that is alive that would have been good with him would be John Goodman. Yes. Oh, yeah. Walter. They're starting to film already The Big Lebowski, too, speaking of which. I don't know what they can do with the plot this time. I mean, the dude got his rug back. I mean, we know tied the room together. In fact, I, a funny story about, oh, God, I can't remember how long ago this was. This was so long ago. I can't remember now. I should know this by heart, however. Uh, one year, my friend, however, his uh, his wife's uh, brother dressed up as the dude, and he had the white brush in his hand the whole night, and he, he kept refilling every five minutes. By the end of the night, he felt pretty good, and it just so out of it. It was awesome, but still, I mean, he was the dude, and at first I couldn't tell what he was, and my uh, one friend said one the one year I went to his house for the Halloween party, he said, who are you supposed to be? I said, I said, man, I said, dude, don't you don't you know the big Lebowski? Oh, you're the dude! I'm like, duh! I'm like, it took you a second to figure out that genius. I mean, come on. I mean, he, he up until he saw him in the costume, he had never seen the movie before. And I said, you know what? Go watch the movie sometime this week, Call me next weekend. We'll go to the bar and we'll talk about the movie. He calls me two days later. I say, oh, what, when was this movie released? This is a great comedy. I said, oh, it's a funny movie. That's why it's still considered a classic. 
oh, I got a picture to show you all this is, I mean, this, I mean, I'm not friends with this person, but you talk about Halloween. Oh, my God. You guys are going to be in heaven when you see this picture. I'm forwarding to you guys right now. You guys are going to absolutely freak when you see this picture. It's not PG-13, is it, J.D.? It's, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. PG, it's definitely not PG-13. I'm telling you right now, I'll give you all a word of advice Are right you? now. This is, def- this is definitely not PG-13. It's coming sunny to you right. Her own, if it's sunny licking her own nipples, i already seen it. Uh, well, her name is Nuru Nuru, and let's just say she has some nice uh, uh, Hooters. 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 Can I say Hooters? I'll have to say Hooters. I want to make you clean. I'll say Hooters, but this is uh, oh, this is so you guys are gonna freak. Rated R tonight. It's rated R type. I'm you're getting it right now. I'm sending you three right now. Actually, you guys are gonna get this here in a sec. Yeah, let's see it. Come on. All right, here it is. Check your Facebook wall right now. All three of you, you guys are gonna love this. I can. Uh, I'm not on mine. So. Okay. Hold on. All right. Oh, oh, it won't go up. Tell me that ain't nice. It doesn't show up. Just blow. Just click on the picture. You can see it a little bit more. Wait, I'm gonna have to go on my on the computer for that. All right, John, okay. check yours too. You gotta see this. Well, I'll go on just to see it. It's it's worth it. This is definitely rated R more ways than one. Can we say? Yeah, it is rated R. <laughs> but uh, what what did you want me to do? I just wanted to get your thoughts, that's all. I just wanted to show you that, though. Okay. That's what I'm just saying. I'm pointing to you three. Since since it's rated R, I figured, what the hell, why not make it a little rated R and have a little fun with it? I can't can't see it either, J.D. Click on your thing. Click on your thing a little bit. On Facebook? Yes. It won't show up, though. It says attachment unavailable. Hold on. Hmm. Okay. Well, all she's wearing is a nice uh, pink. She's basically fully naked except for a G-string, let's just say. A nice blue G-string. Really nice looking, let's just say. She's not that bad looking with a nice rack on. Yes. (laughs) Very, very nice, shall we say, in more ways than one. Mm -mm -mm. That's what I'm saying. Giggity. (laughs) <laughs> Kiggity is the word, exactly. <laughs> Let's see if I can get to it. All right. Oops, wrong one, of course. Attachment not available. Yeah. There it is, seen by everyone. We can't see the naughtiness. Um, <laughs> the rated R stuff. <laughs> <laughs> rated R. Um, Superstar. Here, Kevin Nash won a one more run, eh? Yeah, yeah. I heard that. Uh, actually, who, who would he go up with this time? Do you think who would be the one person you could see him in the ring with, and the one that would maybe allow him to be put up with the guy would get Nash's blessing in a way? I mean, let's think about that for a minute. Yeah. Um, uh. Who could he put over? Uh, hmm. Maybe, uh, no, he's already, uh, maybe give him a little more push. So Kevin Owens, maybe? Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking that. Kevin Owens. Um, Finn Balor. Maybe yeah. one of the members of the uh, Wyatt family. Yeah. 
Weren't they going to do a... I heard Goldberg might be coming back. I they did something with that. Yeah. Now, do you think Goldberg's going to have a long run, or are you just going to have a little short little spin? I think a short one. I think so, too. Well, you yeah. Up too. Depending on how well his uh, quads go. Ooh. When he broke his quads. Oh, I have something unrelated. You have um, your picture of Mike Dicka, the famous Bears coach, mm-hmm. coming up in a commercial wearing a Packers jersey. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking of the pack, they got a big game tomorrow night in Denver. Yeah. And that's where Raw is this week, too. I would love to be in Denver about now. Yeah. And then next week, if the Packers go beat this week, mm-hmm. Carolina wins this week. Yep. Dual undefeated. And then get this. Towards the end of the game season, Arizona, if they go undefeated, mm-hmm. Packers go undefeated, that could be another undefeated Two teams playing each other. I don't know. I don't know about you, gentlemen, but last Sunday when uh, the Redskins faced faced uh, Tampa, Tampa. I tell you what, I don't know about you, gentlemen, but was that the surprise comeback of the decade? Yes. Yeah, I think for the Redskins, the Redskins needed something in their little spring in their step. If they went to contend with Dallas and New York, I feel like, yeah, I mean. And uh, speaking of Carolina, they're going to have their hands full Monday night. I know Chad, when we mentioned maybe Monday on the Raw Radio, I mean, they got a big day with uh, uh, Andrew Luck and company. And like I said at the start of the show earlier tonight, I mean, my boys got a real big date with Andy Dahl and company tomorrow afternoon here. That's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. You know, because I get to pick, which is great and all, but my second team's the Steelers, and I haven't seen Steelers game unless it was on PM. I'm going, where are my Steelers? Yes. And actually, I wore my Steelers jacket up in Titletown. Yes. Well, Ben's playing tomorrow. He's been practicing all week. He says his knee seems to be good and healthy. I mean, I'm just wondering how the Steelers secondary is going to do in trying to contain Andy Dahl and A.J. Green. You know, that's going to be tough. You know, I was looking just thinking, you know, it would be, you know, if you, you know, we talk about our fantasy matches. Yes. Fantasy Super Bowl, 70 Steelers versus the 60 Packers. Oh, yeah. That, that. And, of course, you had the 70 Steelers against, like, the 80s 49ers, or the 80s yeah. 49ers against the 70s Pack, in a way. Yeah. Or even the 90s, I uh, just say, Cowboys, or when they went on their little run in the early 90s. Yep. <clears throat> so. But, oh, you know, oh, just, just to give you an update on the World Series game, New York Mets is still up 2 nothing in the fifth inning. And Matt is pitching for them tonight, too. You know, well, my pick is still, is still the Royals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are rooting for the Royals. Yeah, but also a lot of people believe after what the Mets did to the Cubs and what they did to L.A., however, they're way yeah. overdue. I mean, like I said, you just talk about two teams overdue. I mean, the Mets haven't won since 86. You go back to the Strawberry Gooden, Keith oh. Hernandez days, and then 85 with the Royals. It's like George Brett and Frank White and uh, those guys and mm-hmm. uh, Brett Saberhagen. I mean, you can't decide who you like. You know, that's Jay, the um, if I could ask you a question one quick, I mean – yeah, the Mets won the series in '86, but uh, you mentioned about about them not being in the World Series since '86. It was in 
It was 2000 when they took on the Yankees. Oh. The Subway yeah. Series. That's right, the Subway Series, yes. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, I was just thinking about that, because it was a huge, huge, huge thing going on. And I kept saying, yeah, New York's going to win. I'll bet you any amount of money. Because New York's playing New York. Mm-hmm. So, oh, another interesting thing. First of all, what did you guys, did you guys see that thing with Piper in 86 in the Mets? I heard about that. I haven't had a chance to watch the video yet, but I heard about it last. I actually, I think I got, I think John or uh, Gerard sent it to me last night. If not, I heard mm-hmm. something about it and they posted it. I did hear something about it late last night after I got back in for the football game. Because mm-hmm. I was up till about midnight and I read that actually. Oh, and then another thing, the icon, you know, how we've been talking about Dusty Rhodes a lot lately, rest mm-hmm. in peace. His polka dot mm-hmm. thing actually was like an hour before him going open. So, and this happened in Green Bay. He's like, Dusty, put your, here, why don't you get some polka dots on? Yes. And everybody was thinking, this ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. Legendary wrestler with a polka dot. Yeah. And then he put it on, went out, and just. Winged it. Winged it, you know, with Sapphire, rest mm-hmm. in peace. Yes. But, oh, and then um, they had a radio show with CM Punk mm-hmm. or something, and they asked about Dusty Rhodes and, you know, how Punk's been on a rant yeah. about the WWE. Mm-hmm. They had nothing but the nicest things to say about Dusty. But, very good. That's you know, great. So, that's my little tidbit. Say bad about Dusty, really? Though. No, you can't. You can't. You really can't. I mean, I mean, he. Yeah, but he, wasn't, but wasn't that polka dot thing? Uh, didn't Dusty do something or something to piss Vince off, and that was his punishment? No, actually, he was. Well, he, as many of you might know, he was in the NWA at that time. Mm-hmm. And Vince, you know, if you wrestled for the NWA, I mean, look who came in. They had. Ricky Steamboat, who was dressed as a dragon. Yep. Ronnie Garvin, who was NWA World Champion. The man with the hands of stone. Yeah. You know, so not really. Anybody that, um, who else would be another one that I can kind of... Tully and Arm, the Brain Busters at yes. one time, if you remember that. The Freebirds were in the WWE yep, for a short, short time. Yeah, in the early 80s. That's right. I forgot about that. I think yeah. they only had like three or four. I mean, they were, they were in for a cup of coffee, as they say. Yes. Um, who else? You know, um, Kevin Van Erick actually wrestled for WWE in 86, I think. I think so, yeah. That sounds right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously, if you were in a different quote-unquote territory at that time and you came to the WWE, he wanted to repackage you because he wanted to be your intellectual property. Yeah. You know, um... So, but still, I, I got my head as Sun Goldust doing a Dusty Rhodes polka dot in the 90s. Yes. <laughs> so, but that's what I'm saying. When you were NWA, the, Rick Martel, another one. Yeah. With arrogance. Oh, yes. That's a talk of a waste of talent that WWE did. Yeah. He did that blindfold match. I remember Jake the Snake yes. in '87, and then, like I said, he was also in the AWA for a brief cup of coffee too. And he did, but he did win the world title though. from John Morrison. He was um, he wrestled for Vince quite a bit. Yeah, before um, 
What, 80 to 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, yeah, he, he, I remember him teaming up, hearing stories about him and Tony Guerrero teaming up, because uh, then he went to the AWA, he won the title from Tosada, who actually won the title from Bachwinkle, I remember. Yeah. And then didn't Bachwinkle win it from Stan Hansen? Yeah, Hansen, if you remember in the AWA DVD said, however, and Bachwinkle talks about it, how ran over it one night because he was so nuts, however, and then put a in the belt, like a crease yeah. or a kink in the belt, if you will. Because that's the way Hanson was. He was a nutball. Yeah. Boy, that was, uh, I mean, Bachwinkle, even though he's known as a flamboyant one, he could get down powerful. Oh, yeah. He had his battles with Vern and Billy Robinson. Yes. And Hogan for a time. Him and Hogan, that's, and that's when Hulkamania kind of took off. Because, uh, Greg talks about it on the DVD. I remember he said, I think the first time Hulkamania came into play, it was him, Brunzel, and Hogan against Bachwinkle, I think. I forget who else was teaming up with Bachwinkle at the time. I think it might have been Adonis and Ventura in Chicago yes. in 81. That's what he said. But, uh, Adonis, that's another one. Tough as nails. Yes. And he put him up in a, a pretty pink outfit. Yes. And he was actually the first uh, very young guy who left us too soon at 34. In fact, he was known as... Well, him, didn't him and Ventura take up, too? East-West Connection. Yep, and then him and Dick Murdoch did the North-South thing for a yes. while. They were very popular in 82, 83. I remember hearing stories about that. How I, that's one thing. I mean, they have all the stash in the libraries of all these old territories, how, like AWA, WCCW, UWF, ECW, whatever. I mean, they only did one DVD of the AWA, which is a shame. They could do so much more AWA footage, I feel. Yeah. Um, but, oh, and then Hogan... You know, I remember Hogan winning the world title in the AWA. Super Sunday. Yes. But then the issue was this. They didn't know if he was going to sign with the WWE at that time. Right. I think what they said on the DVD, however, the AWA, I remember, I mean, Hogan won the belt. The fans were irate. Vern charged him double the price the next time, however, mind you. And then I think it was late like late December, early 84. Yeah, late December 83, early January 84. That's when uh, Hogan started no-showing the dates, however. And I think mm-hmm. that's when Vernon Hogan had a falling up because, like you said before, and I think you told the story here, uh, I think it was on Raw Radio one a couple weeks ago, is when he was doing the shirts, however, the first Hulkamania shirts, Vern wanted to cut of the deal as well as the Japan deal, and Hogan yeah. would just say, no, I'm not going to do that. I will not do something like that. And that's when he yeah. kind of lost trust, and a lot of people started losing trust on Vern. Yeah. I think that's when his disease started first coming in. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. But um, imagine if Vern got, and then, like I said, that's when he had, like, the Turkey Battle Royal mm-hmm. with a Team Challenge series. Right. And that's about the same time Vince did his um, Gobbly Gooker. Right. 88, 89, 90 was like a dartboard in wrestling. It was either going to fit or it sucked. Yeah. Well, not just in a lot of territories and a lot of companies that started to phase out. I mean, the UWF basically was starting to kind of crumble and really yeah. just fall apart. WCCW was pretty much on its way out, and AWA was uh, grasping its yeah. straws. Well, like I said, and I've heard stories. Vern, I mean, what really hurt WCCW and I that DVD I was telling you about the other night. Mm-hmm. Vern was like, I mean, when they were doing twelve. 13, 14 on the rating boards. Yeah. And like I said, I think between the losing of Chris, 
you know, the first son yeah. from um, David, mm-hmm. Mike, you know, whatever. And he's like, nope, this is big enough for my boys. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when they went over to Israel, 60,000 fans, they mm-hmm. had to have security guards from the, literally, by the time he left to train, um, and this is before the popularization of the internet. Yeah. When they would get to the plane, fans were already there, and they yep. said they had to have, like, security. Yeah. Till they left off the plane. Oh, yeah. You know, and with the Von Erickson Freebergs, if you were in Houston or Dallas, yep. You were rooting for the Vine Erics, and oh, you yeah. were hating the Freebirds. But if you were in Atlanta, the roles were reversed. Exactly. It was like, like one of the Vine Erics said in one of the promos one time, it was common decency against filth. They had yeah. filth McCoys in a way. That's the way it was with those. They were the and best of friends, and yet they were the best of uh, enemies, too. And, you know, and they did it. I mean, you know, we talked about kayfabe. I mean, they lived kayfabe. Yes. When they left the arena, you wouldn't see them together. And I was remembering a story. I don't remember who it was. That, I mean, they were even doing inside the family. Not mm-hmm. just outside their house, but inside. Right. Like, when Mil- like one was a wrestler who got hurt. 30 right. days later, he stayed 30 days in the house. Mm-hmm. So, I'll call you right. I'll be right back, okay? Okay. I got to call on my cell phone, Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll tell the other one later. Okay, bye. He'll be back, guys. Oh, righty then. I'll do this. I'll call back in a bit. Seven two four 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 seven four four four. Color ID one three eight nine eight two. Push pound, push one, and you can talk to any of us. Tonight, on this Halloween edition of WCW Attitude Radio. Yes, indeed. And I have wrestling histories to share with you all, guys. On Halloween, how appropriate. It's only fitting. Go for it. All right. 36 years ago... It was Giant Baba defeating Harley Race to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in 1979. Where was it held? Where was it held? I'm thinking Japan. Yeah, I think I think so too. Let me let me check that out first, guys. Let me uh let me check check it out. All right. All right. Giant Baba versus Harley Race, 1979. Um, yeah, it was in all. It was in all Japan Pro Wrestling. There you go. Yep. And guess guess what, guys? Hmm. Thirty years ago today. Yeah. Do you remember when Dusty Rhodes cut one of the infamous? promos ever in wrestling history. Oh yes. And I hard times. Hard times, yes. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna say say a line from it right now. Hard times is when the textile workers a uh, hard time all right, all right. Uh, let me let me get it together. Let me Come get on, it. you got this. Alright. Okay, here we go. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. 
And hard times are when the honor workers, hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay the wages, can't buy the food. Hard times are when the honor workers are out of work and tell them to go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job for 30 years, 30 years, and they give him a watch, kick him, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, I can just take your place, daddy. That's hard times. Oh, you you weasel. You weasel. Nice. I was just going to do that bit, too. You stole it from me. Good work. That is awesome. It's only hey, fitting. Hey, I'm not Bobby the Brain Heenan. I know you're not. That was good. That was no, real good. I think I'm Bobby the Brain Heenan. <laughs> Speaking of which, however, has anyone heard any updates on his health at all? I mean, the last time I saw a picture of him was about a month ago, and he really did not look great at all. I mean, he really was having a tough oh, time. No updates. Uh, yeah, he doesn't look good at all. Yeah. But uh, also, it wasn't on uh, the the uh, championship wrestling, but it was in the WWE as well. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant teamed up. It was in '85. Hmm. Yeah. That was on Saturday Night's main event. Yeah, it was Saturday Night's main event, and I think they did the Halloween party, a Halloween party too. Yes. I- yes, because uh, I think. Savage and Elizabeth with Jane and Tarzan, and I forget what Piper was. I remember watching this on the Saturday Night's Main Event DVD, and, uh, God, I can't remember what Piper was. I know the Sheik was Batman. I remember that. It was just pretty <laughs> He was. He was just as Batman. I do recall this. Oh, I can't remember what freaking Piper and Mean Gene were. Because I know George Amel Steel, I think George Amel Steel was someone out of the George of the Jungle, and, oh, God. I gotta find. I gotta. I gotta try to find this somewhere. I can't remember now. And speaking of Saturday night's main event, yes. Um, I hope you remember this. Twenty-six years ago, Mr. Perfect and the Genius stole Hulk, stole and attacked Hulk Hogan's championship belt with a hammer, and that belt was named was uh named the Hardcore title back in the Attitude Era, and and one last twist as well. And, on this date. That was the same night Arn Anderson and Tony Blanchard teamed up for the last time ever. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 21 years ago, it was taped, but it was shown on TV. The Macho Man made his final, was was in the ring one last time when he tried to stop Bob Backlund from doing the camel clutch on the uh, cross-faced chicken wing on Lex Luger, and that was his final final appearance on the sh- on WWE 94 because he that- went to WCW. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I know he didn't because Backlund won the title from Bret Hart that year in the Survivor Series, if you remember. He took on Bret Hart, and that was when Bret's mom threw the uh, Talon. That's yeah. Fun. I do recall that now. Yeah, talk about a guy who got I – mean, I mean, really – I wouldn't say he got a shitty deal, but he kind of did because, I mean, we talked about the other night, Chad, I think, Gerard, you were in the chat, uh, either online with us or in the chat box. Sean, you were in the chat box. We were talking all the time. Maybe Ralph was too. Uh, talking about long-term champions, I mean, Backlund was the third longest champion behind Bruno. I mean, maybe third, yeah, third longest behind, or second longest behind Bruno because he held the title on two different occasions, did Bruno, but Backlund won the title from Superstar Graham in February of 78. Then he dropped it in late 83. And up until 
before, I mean, that time, that was the longest-term champion, second-longest champion, because he had for close to six years. Yeah. Also, 15 years ago today, Lita lost the WWE Women's Championship to Ivory in a fatal four-way match. And in 2002, folks, John, it was the birth of, yes, indeed, the Doctor of Thugonomics gimmick, and you all remember him now as John Cena. And the person who gave him the rub, as we've talked before in the back, the guy who really uh, actually was impressed with him that very first night, if you recall, was uh, The Undertaker. And uh, The Undertaker came up to him, however, and uh, he... uh was back in June when uh, Cena started as a rookie. Right. He was working Cena first. But now right, he took on Kurt, he took on Kurt Angle in that match I, on SmackDown. I think we all remember that. And then Taker walked on and says, "What's your name, kid?" And he told him his name, and he just he kind of John. smiled. He says, "John Cena, sir." And he uh, Undertaker kind of smiled at him. He says, "You had a, you showed me something out there, kid." And I think a lot of people were impressed that very first night in because I mean I didn't know what he was going to become, but I think. It was just a matter of time until uh, people started warming up. Even Michael Cole and Taz said, I mean, Taz said it best. Like, I like this kid. This kid, I mean, basically uh, showed a lot of fortune against the fellow Olympian. And uh, and he uh, came along. He definitely showed uh, guts tonight, and he did. And speaking of Kurt Angle, I know Kurt Angle's had a lot of personal, we've talked about it before, a lot of personal issues in his family right now. And he's still um, dealing with it right now. And I just saw him on the news recently. He looks good. He really does. But, uh I'm mean, certainly our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family at this moment in time with all, all the ordeal that's going on. But talking about, the, I mean, some battles back in, like early on in his career, like I said, however, when he came back, however, uh, I mean, I shouldn't say however, I was going to say, uh, he and uh, Kurt had some pretty interesting battles back in the day. I mean, I don't know what they would do now, though. I mean, you talk about matches. I mean, I'm no, but, I mean, here's a fantasy match. I'm just throwing it out there. It would be interesting to see someone like maybe Kurt Angle take on Seth Rollins or even Roman Reigns. That would be very, very interesting there. I don't know who you would pick in that one, though. Yeah. We uh, have also more news. Ten years ago, Christian left the took a hiatus from WWE and went to TNA. And also, Goldust and Vader made their return on Monday Night Raw attacking... Batista, attacking Batista on Raw to aid with him at Taboo Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And also, seven years ago, we had a casket for Halloween match, and we had a casket match between The Undertaker and Chavo Guerrero, with The Undertaker closing the lid on Mr. Chavo Guerrero. And one final thing as well, the Muppet guest-hosted Monday Night Raw. That's right. I forgot about that. Speaking of Christian, I don't know if you guys heard or not, he just announced his retirement a few days ago. Yeah, I heard that. He's finally decided. I think his next stop could be the Hall of Fame. I mean, people might not say, oh, he's not worthy of a Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was the ECW champion for a while. But when you look at Christian's track record, I think, I mean, he was somewhat decent TNA, but he was really good as a singles guy. I mean, him and, it'll always be him and Edge together. I mean, everyone will have him and Edge together as the masters of the tables, the ladders. I mean, that's what raised the bar in wrestling. When those two did the tables, ladders, chairs matches with, like, the Hardys and the Dudleys, I mean, that's when things stepped up a notch. I mean, that's I mean, I remember uh, watching, I 
forgot what DVD it was. They said something about oh, it was um, twenty five greatest rival, top twenty five rivalries. That's what it was. And he said, anytime those three were in action, those three teams were in action, they would just go in above the call of duty. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of events, however, guys, I know Monday we're going to talk about the best and worst of the top five Survivor Series, and the following we've got Starcade to talk about, however. I mean, and it being Halloween and all, I, mean, I don't know if you guys are going to be watching any good Halloween movies later on tonight. I know I'm going to be watching a good one later on tonight. I just don't know which one yet. That's the thing. Have you watched? Have you ever watched uh, the movie Carrie? The original one. In nineteen seventy, that was in seventy six. Yeah, John uh, Travolta and uh, C.C. Spacek and uh, yeah, good that, movie. That's the prom scene when everyone when everyone was laughing at her and she used yeah. yeah. her talk. Traffic powers. Oh my god, I, I'm gonna cry right now, guys. I really am. This is so sad. I, I I didn't need to see this. On Yahoo right now, I'm looking at this picture. These two dogs, how are hugging each other? How are they? And this is really sad. How are they? Were, they were supposed to be uh, euthanized, how? But now it looks like they're gonna have a home together. How it says here, two dogs seen in a viral video for hugging each other. For they were supposed to be euthanized, now have a home. And this this is so sweet. It's, I think a golden retriever and a like a bulldog or whatever, but I'm talking about sad, and this is really sad for me to even talk about right now. And um, I, my neighbor today, unfortunately, uh, lost their beloved one of their two dogs today. Very sad. Eleven years old. It was my uh, neighbor's dog. My I have two dogs of my own, and they're both good dogs. German short hair pointers is what they are. And um, my uh, one dog, Callie, however, who is, uh, who's, who's a rescue, however, was really best friends with their one dog, Abby, and she was such a sweet dog. And unfortunately, they lost her today. And Abby was only 11 years old, so my heart my heart's breaking right now just looking at that. And speaking of heartbreak, even more, this is even more heartbreaking to talk about now. I'm just reading right now. Apparently, there was a very sad scene today in Colorado. I don't know if you guys just heard, but there was a serious uh, shooting in Colorado again, and this time it says, a man marching down to Colorado Spring Street killed three people who were dying in a gun battle with police this afternoon in there, so very heartbreaking to hear the news there, and also a serious plane crash where 224 people apparently are on a plane, how our Air France is here, uh, happened to Russia, I guess, whatever, however. Oh, and uh, there's no survivors left on that, but Oh my God. Just heartbreaking to hear that. Very sad to hear the news in Colorado, and like I said about my neighbor and that. I just and with that dog, I mean that's so sweet to see that dog picture. Just I'm about to cry seeing that picture. I I can't even look at that picture no more. I'm just I'm going to be too choked up to even look at it. But like I said, my heart breaks with my neighbor and their uh them the, all of them tonight losing their beloved pet. I mean like I said, I mean she was a good dog. If you guys would have seen her, I mean you guys would have loved her as well. She was such a sweet dog. Like I said, and I know it's going to be a while till they get another dog, but what's pretty wild is they have a male dog. He's only he's 15 years old, and yet he still has energy and passion. You know, I mean, he's so he just he he's just so fun. It's so adorable, you know. But unfortunately, he loses one of his best boys, and my uh, one dog loses one of her girlfriends. It says here, note, and now it says, apparently, no survivors after a Russian airliner crashes in the Sunni province with 224 on board as it was supposed to fly from Sharim el-Sheikh 
Egypt to St. Petersburg, Russia, and the Russian embassy has now confirmed there are no survivors. So, very, very sad, to say the least. It is very heartbreaking, and also to hear about that, she, one, for once, you know, she, and Gerard, you would agree with me on this, too. You'll, you'll agree with me on this, too. It's just like every day, we see the same stuff on the news. Everything we see, we, just when you think we get over one, one isolated incident, there comes another and another. And another incident happens again. I mean, we know September 11. We know we've been trying to get our lives back on track after what happened nine with 9/11. But these people, they they want us. I know they want us not to respect America. I respect America too, but I don't respect people who are trying. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, J.D., but I want to say this one more time. But I don't respect people that go into our country, I mean, live in our country, and I don't, and I know mental illnesses, and I know all that crap, but what really gets me is these people, they don't know. They don't know what they they are doing, so they want to take other people's lives and their other and their own lives. I mean, after killing everyone, I mean, you know, yes. Like guns, guns are bad. There is evil in this world, but there's only one person that can stop from being stop the people from being evil, and that's God. And God doesn't want to help them. Too. They have to they have to think before their sin. And Gerard and JD, am I making myself clear on that? Yeah, I mean it, it, it is sad. And and what's more sad is how I mean voting day is coming up this week, and with all the problems that are going on in America, not just America but around the world, like you said, how we can only imagine how it's going to be coming up after Tuesday. I mean, they still keep saying. Oh, Donald Trump's going to be the next president of the free world, or this uh, Ben, uh, uh, what, what, what the, uh, okay, it seems like Ralph's back on with us, guys. Yes, I am. Okay, he's here, guys. Um, I forget the guy's name, uh, Ben, whatever, the guy. Ben Carson? Was, yeah, Ben Carson wants to lead the world, or uh, the other guy uh, who uh, looks like Larry David, I'm thinking of, the other guy I'm thinking of who looks like Larry David. Who's also who's uh, who uh, was at the debate with Hillary shaking his hand? The bald guy. You know who I'm talking about now. Uh, Democrat. What's that? Somebody Williams. Yeah, something Somebody in Williams? there. Yeah, that sounds about right. However, yeah. So I mean, it's just it's scary to think who's going to lead the country next. However, you know, and it's frightening. It's very very frightening to say the least. I'll be right back, guys. However, you guys. I'm gonna talk about a little bit about the mental illness situation too. Go ahead. I'll be back in a second. You guys talk about that. Okay. I don't per se suffer from a mental illness. I had a really bad brain injury in 1998, where I slipped and fractured my skull in two places. I had major concussions and stuff, and I'm disabled because of it. And I was talking to two people that have dealt with mental illness. This is my only issue with the mental illness. P- 
people will do something horrific, heinous, whatever, and then they'll blame, oh, I've got a mental illness, when they don't. And um, does that mean I can go out and bomb the industries? No. No. But are there considered the minority 1% that do have the mental illness that could do that? Yes. But the media also has a big issue behind it, too. So there's my rant. Ralph. Ralph, I I think you said it all, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, what most concerns me about all these people trying to kill everyone, I mean, they're the the ones that need to take care of themselves first. Yes. They're they're the ones that need to they're the ones that need to help before before they do something crazy. Yeah. And okay. Gerard, you know, okay. And the other thing, sorry to interrupt, but I had friends that have had mental illness, and let me tell you, you want to talk about a true friend, somebody that would be there for you till no tomorrow, will never yeah. give up give up on you. It's the ones that have mental illness. Because they've been through, quote-unquote, hell worse than 90% of the population out there. I am back, guys. Welcome back. So, you know, I just don't like that mental illness because of the brain injury I suffered. You know, and I'm classified where I can't go to jail or prison. I'd have to go to a hospital. And these people that use, and I'm just keeping updated for them, that use the mental illness as an excuse, as a trump card. That's what gets me because every person I've dealt with that have had mental illnesses have been some of the best friends I've ever had. Some of the most caring friends, understanding friends. So when they use that, sorry. It's okay, Ralph, go on. Now let me ask you something, Ralph. Okay. Let me ask you something, Ralph. I mean, yeah, like when you mentioned mental illness, I mean, yeah, mental illness is very dangerous. Well, but, yes, I can see that. And the thing about it is, Ralph, and J.D. would back me up on this, is because when you have mental illness and if you go and if you have one of those crazy fits where in a mental illness where you'd be like, I'm not going to do this, and then you'd get into a fight with people, you'll be going to jail. And then when you go to jail, and then if you, for day, you'll go to jail for days, and you know where they're gonna, you're going to end up after you go to jail? A mental uh, institution. Yes. In fact, states are prepared. They've got, first of all, it is required under the law, that any new prison, jails, institution has a mental area so they can check you out first. If they don't think you're safe and they can't transfer you, they'll put you in a cell by yourself. So you don't hurt you, the other inmates, or (laughs) the help there. Yeah. But, But I, like I said... 
But these people that haven't got their real mental illness are taking their medications properly, are taking their diets properly. You know, and that's just, like I said, the media has a lot to do it too. Let me get my 15 minutes of fame. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend of mine who worked for the media, and I said, why is there so much negativity in the news? They say, well, because she was going to do a, just a free five minutes. It's like, people don't want to hear about the good things in the world. They want to hear about the tragedies, the misfortunate of others. Right. So that's why you don't see a lot, and that's part of the reason why I'm not a big news person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, you know, but there is way more good out there way much more good out there that we don't see compared to the negativity. Right. You know, the negativity we see is probably 3 4% of what actually goes good on this world, whether mm-hmm. it's the politicians or not. Yep. You know, so. Yeah. All right, guys. So, Gerard, are you still with us, man? Well, I'm the host. Let's get mm-hmm. talking about wrestling, man. We've been talking about uh, stuff that's not wrestling, so let's yeah, let's, yeah, let's get back into that. Yeah, talk about wrestling, man. Right. Let's, this is a wrestling show, not a medical show or a football show. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about wrestling. <laughs> oh yeah. Want to do some wild, wicked, fancy matches? Well, sure. Whatever. Whatever is wrestling. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's Halloween night. Right. We might as well throw out some uh, spectacular fancy dreams. Okay. All right, Gerard. You're the host, man, so let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh... Uh, Papa Shango versus Umaga. Wow. <laughs> yeah, good one to start out tonight. <laughs> Papa Shango. Yeah, I'm going Papa Shango too. Huh. Well, I hate saying this, but, you know, Umaga's going to win this match for a cup. But I, before he hits Shango with the Samoan spike, that's what he's gonna do with uh, Shango's He's gonna break it. And he's gonna break it with his feet. But the Samoan spike comes out to play. Yep. I knew you were gonna go there. I knew you were gonna go there. Some told me well, about I had to, man. I had to go there. I know you did. And it's understandable because, I mean, he was tough in that ring. He was a very tough hombre in that ring. No doubt Samoans in wrestling are always tough. I'm not oh, trying yes. to be racist or anything. No, I said that. I said that to. I said that to. I said that to my girlfriend yesterday, because her boy. She, she doesn't love me. Her boy. Her her dream boyfriend is The Rock. So I. I think that's a lot of females' dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woo! Wow. The most electric Between the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, how are they can have a redneck and beer, they can have also the people's elbow or the people's eyebrow in their sleep, however, if you will. Okay. I've got one. All right. Speaking of Halloween. Wait, I didn't pick a Papa Shango. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, you can go next, Ralph, I guess. Okay. Here's my match. 
ECW's um, Zombie. Yes. Versus, if you remember this, WCW's Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. When uh, Jeff Jarrett clocked him with the guitar. That's Mr. Slapnuts to you. And then Wasn't my... it Art Bar? Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, kind of the great Sandy Bar. Yes. Art Bar, the love machine, teammate of Eddie Guerrero's. Yeah. Uh, back in the day. Uh, and both the rest in peace. And yes. Art Bar was also a doink. That's, oh, wow, that's right, Yeah. Oh wow, that's right. I totally forgot. All right, <laughs> I want to. I want to take ECW Zombie, who was actually a member also at one time with the group better known as uh, what were they? Uh, Angel and uh, the, it was Angel and a couple of the other guys. I should know this name because uh, New Jack went against them all the time. Uh, God, I know this. New Jack, Angel. New Jack was a member of the group, but he took on Angel Vic Grimes in them, and he threw Vic Grimes off the scaffold, like up in Danbury. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I should know this team name, but I'm going to take ECW. I'm going to take ECW Zombie in this one. ECW Zombie for me too. All right. I will say Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Be. Uh, we're not saying third time he might appear. <laughs> yeah. I'll- I'll go with Max, too. Um, about the zombie real quick, was he, uh, I don't know about this, but was he uh, Kevin Thorne? No. Kevin Thorne was the one with uh, uh, Ariel, Shelly Martinez. Yes, he was also known as Mordecai. He was also known as Mordecai, that, right. And that, that, oh. that, that was a bad gimmick there. I got to tell you something, too. At another local indie show, I got to meet Kevin Thorne. Nice as guy. And guess who we faced? Tommy Dreamer. Oh, wow. Was Tommy with Fuela uh, that night? No. Okay. The show they had, Tommy, they did an ECW special. They had Tommy Dreamer, mm-hmm. the Blue Meanie, great guy. Nice. Shane Douglas had a nice conversation. I've met him once before. He is a pretty cool dude once you get to know yes. yes. He's anti-Vince big time. Oh, I know. He's anti-Flair even more. But you want to talk about wrestlers? He's got a lot of huge respect for the world-class era. Yeah. I had a nice talk. And you had Sabu there. He likes my Sabu t-shirt, by the way. Nice. That was, Remember when Sabu, they thought he was dead? Yes. That was two days before, or two days, yeah, two days before. Mm-hmm. Um, you, said, you know, you should have done, you should have had a whistle around your neck and played Fonzie. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm trying to do it. I can't do it. But anyways, who else was there that you guys... Um, Shane Douglas? Raven? Raven wasn't there, but I met him twice. Mm-hmm. Talk about... I mean, he's... he he. Raven is a member of Mensa. Oh, I know. He's... He, uh, no, uh, Tommy talked about him in an interview many times, I remember, with different people. He says that Raven is really book smart. And if you ever can sit down and talk with Tommy Dreamer, he can talk a storm up. Yeah, he just did an interview on our video with Rob Feinstein recently, I know, for a fact. Yeah. And they're coming out with some interesting facts on that on our video, like a like a library of uh, the greatest moments of East Seven uh, Dreamers. You know, I was just thinking, we were talking about 88, 89, and 90 was bad. What about 2000, 2001, 2002, when he had to drink urine? Oh, yeah, I remember hearing that, yep. You know, and then you had Katie Vick storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I'm going to tell funny. I'm not going to get too graphic. Yeah. Triple H has got that spaghetti. He said, yep, uh, you know what to do to her brains. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a question about that. Let me tell you about that Katie Vick storyline, okay? Mm. That was the worst, <laughs> and I mean the worst, segment. <laughs> They did with the WWE. I mean, yeah, it was. I agree. It was, it, was, it was just tacky. I mean, it was very just. Ugh. But then you look at this Tamman storyline with yeah. his kid. Yeah, yeah, with Raven. Yeah, with Raven. I mean, people thought that was real. Well, the crucifixion alone. Was, yeah. I mean, it, that, that's what was similar. To, let's talk about that for a minute. That reminded me of what happened last Sunday night with the whole Bray Wyatt Taker thing after the match was over with Brock. That was very similar. Very, mm-hmm. very similar. Yeah, I mean. And then. Good. Anyways, and I was just thinking about that time you dreamer. Yeah. When he got slapped with a cane by the Sandman. Oh, yeah. Thank you, sir. And he may have a, another. And Sandman, that wasn't planned. No. Dreamer wanted another one. Yeah. And then he ripped his shirt off and says, here you go. Yeah. There's a, there's a video. I, I've seen the video, and that was also at the time when uh, Tommy threw the cigarette in Sandman's eye, blinded yeah. him, came to the ring. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, that was that was one of the biggest thing at the time. You're right. You know, where people still thought wrestling was fake, and then all of a sudden you see... A guy's blinded. And, uh, a guy's blinded. Mm-hmm. He sold it like no other. Exactly. People thought he was blinded. I mean, and this is, you know, with the ECW, this is, we're talking about in the era of, like, the Dirty Dick Murdochs. And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the old NWA. Where, mm-hmm. Right. Or even with um, Freddie Blassie, he was a really nasty wrestler in his own right. Yeah. All right, I got one match. Um, I have a match. Uh, it's going to be Kamala versus, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's going to be Kamala versus Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the Pearl River Punch and the Ugandan Giant. Hmm. Is it a buffet contest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I hit you. No, this, this is wild. Oh, Lordy, wow. <laughs> you were there last night. Me, Chenez, Gerard, and JML. Yeah. We all yeah. were talking about Ahmed Johnson's way. Oh, man. But I still don't think Olive Garden's got enough free breadsticks. Yeah. Oh. Uh. And Ralph, you were there too. When you <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned Kamal. I mean, in eating. I mean, put him. In, I mean, this is. I'm, you know, I had a good one for Kamal too. I'm going to go with Kamal on my pick. However, next time I'm going to be surprised with who I pick between. Kamal. This is going to be ten. I'm going to take Kamal still. Yeah, Kamal. Uh, a guy was agile, believe it or not. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I'm sorry. I got to do this. Good. Yeah. Captain oh, Billy. We got yeah, we we gotta put a, we gotta get a steam music on since <laughs> how appropriate it is, however. From the African jungle. You will have uh Harvey Whippleman with him and uh Kim in uh whoever whatever He did have uh Kevin Wasn't Sa- um, Harvey Whippleman Kamala's manager in the world class era too? I think he no, no, no. Gary Hart was, wasn't he? Yeah. Or Scanar. Scanar was. Scanar was towards too. the end was and then yeah. when 
Kamala, who was Kimchi? Well, in WCCW, it's no one is Friday. Right, I remember that. Yep, 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 yep. And yep. he, when you would see one person go mm-hmm. back in the eighties, you'd see you know either taking part in a goal or their manager come along. Mm-hmm. So, but. yes, I'm gonna take Kamala. Yeah, I pick Kamala. Uh, JD, it's your pick. All right, since Sean took Kamala, you know what? How I'm gonna do a tag team here. Talk about guys who can eat. Let's put Kamala <laughs> teaming up with Abby the Butcher. Ooh. Against say, let's see, a Halloween duo. We're gonna put them up. Wait, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't pick either. I'm oh, still, yeah, okay. All right, you, you, you know what? You know what? I'll let you do it. Go ahead. I can go. I, I'm still thinking my tag team. Look, come on, come on, Abby, the push for my team. So, go ahead. I didn't pick Kamala. Yeah. I'm in Hunter, Matt, so I'm gonna go with uh, Kamala. All right, you're gonna go with Kamala too. Okay. I think we all got unanimous pick in Kamala. Okay, so. All right, I'll go next since uh, we left you there last time. Sorry about that. We'll do Come On, Abby, versus... Oh, boy, we need a good Halloween uh, uh, costume duo. However, let's think for a minute, however. Well, I wouldn't say there. I mean, it isn't costume-related, however, but it is going to be hardcore-related. We'll put Kamala and Abby versus Sabu, and we'll put Sabu's partner as... Uh, Raven. Ooh. I mean, two, one high flying, one uh, like I said, uh, loner versus two uh, crazy wild guys like Kamal and Abby. I'm gonna go with Sabu and Raven. As crazy yeah. as it sounds, I'm gonna go with those two. With a no DQ. Sabu no DQ. Yes. Whatever. Sorry. Yeah. No, we're gonna make a no DQ. I'm gonna make it yeah. fair. Yeah. It's 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 a no win situation for Kamal and Abby. I'm sorry, but no. That's my pick. <laughs> well, you know how big uh, Kamala and Abby are, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with them. Yeah, they'll have a, and you know what? All four of them will have a nice meal later on at Abby's uh, uh, Chinese restaurant and rib joint in Atlanta, yeah. if you will. Ralph, what was your pick? Sabu. Um, Sabu and Raven. Yeah, Sabu and Raven's my pick, too. Sabu and Scotty Flamingo. Scotty and Yes, John, it's your pick. Okay. All right. My pick will be... Um, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. I'm, I'm talking about Sam like Chad now. Yes. It says right. the name of the place is the okay. Soul of Butcher's House of Ribs and Chinese Food. That's the name of the place. place. I've heard yeah. people have ate there and said it is delicious. Nice. Yeah, but That's when, I said, when I said, ooh, I'm sounding, I'm sounding like Chad now, I was like, ooh, I got one, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, me, Mr. Car- me, Mr. Carter. Ooh, uh, me, 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 me. <laughs> all right. Okay. Eugene versus Doink the Clown. Mm. Eugene might be coming back, by the way. Yes. Uh, it's that inside of uh, a uh, circus tent. What was that? <laughs> was that inside a circus tent? No. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> Although wrestling did derive, the modern day wrestling did revive from the circus. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of people don't know that. But I will have to say Doink, as much as I like Eugene. 
Uh, I'm going with uh, Eugene. And I think it's unanimous. I'm taking Eugene, too. I'm going to pick Doink. Now, Gerard, did you like... Did you like the evil clown or or the good clown? Evil. I like the evil clown. The original evil. The original evil is perfect for me too. Yeah. 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 I think. And, and you have to love the theme. I think the good clown was okay, but the evil clown, I I'd have to agree that I think it was pretty good. Well, you think about it. You come out. Everybody thinks the clown is this funny, you know, and then you get Doink to coming out, you know. I did like the new Doink, but Doink and Bobby Heaton together with that one thing was priceless. Yeah. I can't remember, but I just remember seeing that. I know he did that thing with uh, Crush, however, mind you, for a while, however. Yeah. Ooh, I got it. He says, I think I've got good going coming up. Okay, I gotta go next. I'm gonna go Viscera versus the Boogeyman. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Viscera. Yeah, Viscera. The however. world's largest love machine. Yeah, I was just gonna say that too when he proclaimed. <laughs> it, I remember the time he proclaimed he proposed to Lily and he did that <laughs> serenade. He thought it was Mark Henry. That would have been an interesting taking Viscera and Mark Henry. Mm, yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, Viscera. You know, when he was um, from Men on the Mission. Again, he, you know, when he wrestled for the USWA Smoky Mountain Wrestling Era, right? They showed a lot of his athletic ability. You know, some of these big men, Vince, I don't know why. Yep. But once you get to Vince, if you're a big guy, you can't be athletic. Yeah. You know, perfect example: Bam Bam Bigelow, Vader. I thought Bam Bam did pretty good, though. I mean, he wasn't bad. I mean. Vader had his moments. I mean, he was a good teammate with Yoko and yeah. Owen. I just but you look at all the New Japan Pro Wrestling with Vader. Oh right, and IWGP. Vader, um, Vader started out in uh, what was it? And uh, I was gonna say, I can't remember. Um, AWA. AWA. Right, the AWA baby Boldy on white. WCW with yes. Flair. Yep. You know, um, another one was um, ooh, I got another one. John Nord when he was yes. in the AWA com- yes. compared to. The Berserker. Husk! Husk! The Berserker. Yes. yes. Okay. I'll do a take um six man, actually. No DQ. Alright. You've got Abdullah the Butcher. Yes. Bruiser Brody. Yep. And Sabu. Nice. Versus Freddie Blassie. Um, um, I'm trying to think of some different crazy ones. Um, Roddy Piper. Mm. And I'm gonna. I even forget who I put. Someone you remember, please. Um, 
Cactus Jack Manson. Oh, nice. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna take Abby, Sabu, and Brody. Yes. Abby, Sabu, and Brody to me too. Yes. Sabu team for me too. And I'll go with that. You guys on that one, Sabu. But. But, you know, I still think of the day when he got his ear ripped off. Yes. And if you've seen it up close, you can tell it was not ripped off. But It was ripped off hard. Yeah, it's on the Mick Foley Greatest Hits and Misses DVD. I think they showed it. And he is so good with kids. Yeah. I um, shook his hand Mm -hmm. because he was sitting right next to Bobby Keen. That is the heartbreaker of the century. Mm Mm-hmm. And it came back, and I said, someone just wanted to shake hands with you. Mm-hmm. So he put a sock on just for the little girl, and he got to shake his hand. Yeah. But um, I'm actually nine years younger than Mick Foley, to the date. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, Mick, I said, you know, we got two things in common, brain injuries and June 7th. He goes, don't remind me. You're <laughs> too young. <laughs> uh but no, that was, I mean... Is he in the Hall of Fame? No. And it's a shame. I mean, he's not in the Hall of Fame where he should go in. Guys, he should, you know. To me, I don't look at... The, I, I, I'm in the minority, but I don't think the WWE was truly a Hall of Fame. The one in New York, yes. Yeah. Because they don't put people that are in the celebrity wing. Mm-hmm. You know. But... Right. Seeing Gene, I mean... Yeah. And that's another one. After Gorilla Monsoon passed away, you could see he just starting to go down. Yeah. But shaking his hand with only two, felt like two fingers. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was six years ago. Yeah. Did you guys hear they're doing a 30 for 30 film now on maybe Ric Flair? Yes. That's going to be awesome. They have another one coming out, too. Possibly a Piper. Wow. Two good ones there, guys. Possibly. I can't remember the second so. one. I hope so. That'd be they great. They should have done a longer one for the Von Eric, so. Oh, yes. I agree. The The clip of only six, the, the short video they showed was not enough, however. And we are we're talking about that, I think. I think, George, you were with us on Wednesday. John, you were in the chat box at the time. I think Chad brought it up and... Maybe Rhonda came on, and that was the same night uh, Michelle came on for a little bit. The mm-hmm. three of us were talking about uh, that, that uh, car that's been going around all over Facebook. Yeah, that's uh, the one I sent. That's the one you sent, right, yeah, and I signed up. I think I signed up for it, too, and everyone's taking turns. And I think the service is in two weeks, however, for uh, Kevin's mother. The Van Eriks, you know, no one, I'm sorry, no one has had the luck like that family. No, no question. We've talked about that many a time, yes. I mean, heartbreaking tragedy, I mean. And through it all, I mean, to them it's second nature. I mean, let's just say it. I mean, in more ways than one. But Kevin still says I had the best life. Yeah, he did. I'll try to find that video. I keep forgetting about that. Mm -hmm. That one that you're showing on? Right. That was on the 1550, that came off that DVD. Oh, okay, okay. And it's not, see... When I try to find something wrestling related, mm-hmm. unless if it's a WWE history, right? I try to shy away from Vince. Yes, 
because he's going to put his twist in it. Oh, of course he will. And he's going to put his bias, and you don't get the full story. You know? Oh, i got to send you guys something that's really cool. Talking about Ric Flair right now. There's a picture of him chopping a tree, and it says, If Ric Flair chops a tree in the woods, <laughs> yes. no one's going to the wind still woo. <laughs> that is great. I mean, seriously. That is I was going to send that to you last night. That was so fun. Send oh. it, if you can find it, send it to me again, and then just okay. send it to uh, uh, everyone, Chad, yeah. uh, John, and uh, Gerard. You guys are going to oh. laugh. This is great. I mean, it, it, I just looked at the picture just now. I saw a picture of it just now, and I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, another story about Flair. When he first came out, oh, and there's a Piper that's on the WWE, mm-hmm. where you talk Ric Flair first meeting somebody. Yeah. And I don't know the whole story, but they had, someone had hemorrhoids. And oh, told no. them bent over, and they were just tossing hemorrhoids in the guy's ass. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you heard about this story. Yes. But anyways, Piper comes in and says, right. hi, I'm Piper, walks out. And wow. they go, no wonder why he became so crazy. I want to say it was um, Mike Graham and Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. We're talking about it. I don't know if you guys ever seen that, but that was, that, if I can find that, I'll send that to the list, too. Yeah. But anyways, flare fact, before his plane crash, he was over 300 pounds and had black hair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In the EWA, of course, yeah. No, in the NWA, WWF. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, 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 okay. Because when you look at Ric Flair, you see the three, it's like, you know, they trademark blonde hair, and you see him with a gut and yeah. black hair. It's like, that's not Ric Flair. Yeah, Nick Bockwinkel told the story, however, when him and Patera broke in at Burns School, however, he was a, I mean, he was yeah. pretty big, and he lost like 40 pounds within mm-hmm. like two months, and Patera went up, and Flair went down. Yeah. Because, I mean, those, I mean that talk about a wrestling school back then. I mean, Jesus, that was like one well, besides Fritz's school and maybe the Heart Dungeon. That was probably the toughest school to get into because you had a lot of guys come out of that class. I mean, yeah. Jumping Jim Brazil, the Sheik, Steamboat, Patera, a lot of Bob Backlund, a lot oh. of guys had that school. Okay. I got another story. Matsuda's school too was the same. Okay. Hulk, you know, Hogan. Minus the WWF, what we've seen from WCW was is was very wrestling knowledgeable. Right. And someday he said, "I want to become a wrestler." Mm-hmm. So here, my student decides, "Okay, I'll break your leg." I'm exactly. Yeah, he told that story. Here, my student trained a lot of guys, like you said. I mean, like Hogan and Orndorff and Luger and those guys too. And then and you I... look at Eddie Sharkey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who partially you know and Red Bastine. But Eddie yeah, Sharky. About... Sharky. He's still trading today, him and his who, son. Who, Eddie Sharky? Yeah. God bless him. Okay. And guess who else is training? Hmm. If I can think of the name. Um, The former NWA lightweight champion who I put in the match not too long ago last week. Um, hmm. Who was uh, an um, amateur wrestler. But I can't think of the name right now. But yeah, I believe Eddie Sharkey is still... In fact, I got his wife on my Facebook page and talked to her once in the blue moon. Hmm. And she's she's a sweetheart, and I think she's from, like, Philippines or something. Nice. Very nice. But, you know, Eddie Sharkey, you want to talk about a trainer? I miss the old school training. Yes. You know, where... It was... A, it was okay, like Rick Flair once said, if you don't hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, you're doing it wrong. Right. So, I got a match. I got a match to pick. 
All right. Cool. The big one. Big one ending. When I say big, it is going to be big. Big John Stud versus the Great Collie. Oh, you're talking 6'9", 370 from Butler against a 400-pound guy with a with a chop. Oh, this is this is this is. I've got a bigger one, but anyways, I'm gonna take Big John Stud on this one. Stud, definitely without a doubt. Gerard, what do you think? Stud stores when I get done with his. Big John Stud. All right. I'll go to Big John Stud. I'll go with that one too. Big John Stud. All right. Okay. Quick story. It's your turn. Let's I'll tell the story real quick. Yeah. Right, okay. As some of you know, my best friend is relation to the Morinitis family. Right. As I said, well, one day, Big John Stud was over at the house. She had Big John Stud, Andre the Giant, Bob Backlund, the Samoans mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And Andre the Giant, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I always, my cousin, who's about two feet tall, shorter, Mm-hmm. I always mix him up. It's like when I go over to see my buddy and Big John was there, I'd call him my cousin's name. When I was calling, I was calling my cousin Big John's name. Mm-hmm. So, nice guy. Very nice, nice guy. Yeah, he, uh, I think he had a heart attack, however, yeah. which was a shame, like I said. I mean, like I said, I mean, I know, some, like I told you guys on the air and off the air, I had a friend, however, whose dad uh, knew Big John in high school in mm-hmm. Butler. It was a real, like you said, a real sweetheart of a guy, and he yeah. was a real, like, I mean, he was a real big guy even then. I mean, he was into football, and I think he played basketball, but football yeah. mostly was a sport. And he almost went into the NFL. He actually tried out for the NFL, I think, sometime before he got into wrestling, and I don't know. He just said, I'm not into it. and I, just, I think it was like a quad injury or some, some type think, of injury. Yeah, I think it was. It sounds right. That sounds right. A quad or a knee that ended his career too soon. Mm-hmm. All right, here's a good one. Talking about Battle of the Giants here. Let's go Andre the Giant versus Big Sid Vicious. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you talk about colossal here. 530 versus 325, however. this I mean, the height alone with these two is just... The tail of the tape is interesting, however. I'm going to take Sid in the powerbomb. I think he can pick up Andre and powerbomb. As crazy as this sounds, I'm going, I know it might be on something, and I, I just have that feeling telling me Sid could do it, though, you know? i got to see Andre. It's, if it was early on, early on Andre or towards the end? I'd say, I'd say mid, 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 early, late 70s, early 80s we're talking here. I'd have to see Andre. I'm still taking Sid. I'm going with Sid still. I just have that feeling telling me. Is Sid's son in WWE development? Uh, he was on a reality show, I know, for a while. He was on Big Brother, I remember. However, mm-hmm. they showed a clip of him at one time. And Sid looks pretty good, though. Oh, I'm sorry. That just reminds me of his promo and thing. If you were half the man that I was, half yes. the man you are. That's right. I forgot. That was in, what was what year did he cut that? Was that ninety one? I'm thinking ninety two. I can't remember the year. <laughs> I do. I, I still, if I need a kick with my depression, I usually put that mm. at ninety percent of the time. <laughs> nice, guys. What do you think, Sid and Andre? This is a good one here. Sid. John, what do you got? You know, I'm going to go with Sid on that one. And that was, what a reaction if JR was commentating on this match. What if Sid 
what if Sid had powerbomb Collie, right? I mean Andre, right? And then they and then JR would yell, Fuck out! Fuck out! Sid just powerbombed Andre! Oh, I've got a match and then I'll add on to it when it's my round. Alrighty. Who's up next? I am. Alright, go up. Alright, hold on, I gotta think of one. Okay. Everybody there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. he's he, he's thinking. He's he's trying to think hard on this one. Oh, oh, this this this. I'm looking at a picture of my sister and her kids. She put just put a picture of their costume. One looks like All a right. cat burglar. And the kid's a joker. Okay. Vampiro versus the missing link. Wow, this is good. This is real good, beyond good. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm taking the link. I like him in this one. The link. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just got to hold these one spot of his hair. All right. You know, with his screen paint. Yep, missing link. Yeah, missing link. Uh, I'll go with Vampiro. You're going with the Misfits. Yep. All right. Uh Hey, uh, Gerard? Yeah. You don't mind if I give the number, do you, if I do the plug? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Okay. One seven two four 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 seven four four four. Yes, this is the Attitude Radio Indeed, where everything is rated R. You You're have, on Halloween. <laughs> on this Halloween night, you have me, the Heman Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Bill and co-host for Michelle, who we hope who we hope is doing okay and doing well. Yeah. And also we have my man, the boss, the host, the one and the only King NWO, Gerard T. Smith. And it's get some sluts. What? Get some sluts. Yep. And then he's too sweet. And you also got the other two. The, you got, of and course, the other Ralph, two. And we have Mr. Aslan, Ralphie Atkinson, and my the Iceman and my broadcast partner on Monday Night Raw, J.D. Jared Geronimo. Thank you, two sir. Of my co-hosts, two, of my, two, of, uh, two of my co-host partners, and also, also as well as Gregory. But tonight, guess what? We don't, there's not one, not two, not three, but we are four-man band tonight. Yes. <laughs> my four fingers up. The four horsemen symbol. Yep. And we'll be the four horsemen once again this Monday night, this Monday afternoon on the Raw Radio. You can catch us there. Again, 138744-ID, number one, 1724-444-7444. You can call in in that show as well, and we may have some guests stop by too. Who knows? You never know. But let's get back on with the fantasy matches, guys. Yeah, Ralph, it's your pick. 
Okay. One, I know we know the second one. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. The one guy that we all know of is Elegante, seven feet eight, yep. versus the rumor to be the tallest wrestler in history, eight foot three, Paul Bunyan. I remember hearing the story about Paul Bunyan, but I'm thinking of Haystacks Calhoun too. Yeah. Paul uh, Bunyan was legitimately eight foot four, eight foot three. Oh God! Wow. You know, I mean, he was—he literally carried mm. an axe, a yeah. full-size axe that was like six feet tall. You know what? You know. I'm gonna—I'm gonna take El Guillante, however, mind you. Oh, and my next story. There was a story on the WWE Network when they were talking about El Guillante and Jim Ross. Yeah. Very knowledgeable. I mean, another one. Yep. Didn't he first start it and um, watch UWF and when they conglomerated into WCW? Mm-hmm. He was actually, uh, I know, like I said, him, and then he got to the WWE, he was John Gonzalez. And, uh, took yeah. on, oh, no, and, I'm talking about Jim Ross. Oh, yeah. Jim Ross actually, I think he told the story in the Monday Night War DVD, however. He was, like I said, executive vice president of town relations or whatever. <laughs> and then he could have stayed at WCW and been miserable, but he turned back two years in back pay and started a new adventure in 1993 because his first big event was WrestleMania 9. Yeah, when he was in a toga. Right. Okay, anyway, she was talking about Elegante. He was the sweetest guy, and he was going up against, I believe, Ric Flair, and he was trying to explain what to do. And he goes, you know, Big John, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Elegante, you know, you're facing Ric Flair, dirtiest player of the game. What's your plans? Lifts it up, he goes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> came back down and said a couple more things. Well, remember, he, whatever. And he came up, he goes, Rick Flair, I'm going to kill you. Jim Ross says, well, there you go. He <laughs> was also in the Chamber of Horrors match in 91, if yeah. you remember, with the Steiners, because that was when uh, they took on uh, Scott Hall, Abby. Uh, who were their other two opponents they took on? i got to remember this, because I know this. Was that um, Oz? Kevin Nash? Kev, Kevin Nash was at that pay-per-view, but he wasn't in the match. It was the okay. chamber performers. It was, yeah, it was Scott Hall. i got to remember this. I'm, I'm looking at it right because I know it's on the Sting DVD, however. Uh, not the newer one. Hold on a second. Chamber of Horrors, 1991. I'm going to find this out. Because I know, however, they did. Okay, here it is. Chamber of Horrors match. Da, 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 da. Okay, how are we going to have it? Because that was the same night that... Brian Pelham won the light heavyweight title against yeah. uh, uh, Ricky Morton. And that was, I'll find out right now, I'm going to tell you in a minute here. Here we go. El Giante, Sting, and the Steiners taking on Abby, Scott Hall, Mick Foley, and Vader. That's who it was. Was that the one when Abby got shocked? Yes. Okay. That's right. <laughs> and that was when, uh, if you remember, however, when the Halloween fan was Rick Root. Yes. When Paul Heyman brought him out, however, in the mask, because... The Halloween fan defeated Tom Sink, and then later in the night, how he took off the mask, and that's when Paul Heyman showed JR and everyone how it was Rick Root under the mask. He was making a comeback until he died of cocaine overdose. Yes, yes, he did. Um, former, you know, and when you're dealing, when he won the international title, mm-hmm. some people classified that as the NWA world title, some people classified it as the second of the split titles between the mm-hmm. WCW and world title, but Ric Flair took that title with, so they used that as a top title for a short bit. 
Yeah, he he had a, and for I mean he did well. I thought I mean he had a good WWE career. Don't get me wrong, he did no. well in WCCW too. But I mean everyone remembers him best how in the nineties. How I mean what really hurt him I think was that match with Sting in Japan when yeah. he messed his back up. If he didn't mess up his back at ringside, he could have gone another year or two. I feel. But then um, he goes. And to they ECW. said he was a. There was something that Vince wanted to do. And Rick Rude was yeah. such a family man, a devout Christian. He's like, I am not going to do that. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. It's, I mean, right here it says here, in his autobiography, Bret Hart even stated, however, that Rude was one of his good friends. But also, despite the fact he was a womanizer, he was a devout family man and never took his wedding ring off during matches yeah. covering it up with tape, which that's pretty amazing. I mean, like I said, however, I mean, he, like I said, he had, Paul Bear, Paul Jones, Medusa, Paul Lee, Bobby the Brain, Jimmy Hart, and like I said, he had different all different entrance music. I mean, he was he had, also former world class championship wrestling world that, champion. That, that's correct. Yes, he was. He was he was American heavyweight champion, television champion, world heavyweight champion because he won the title thing from Kevin Von Erich, I believe. I think yeah yeah he debuted. Uh, defeating Pat Rose with a drop kick, and mm-hmm. then it says here, uh, where is it? He was hired by Tim. It says right here, he returned to Memphis in '84, and managed by Jimmy Hart, and he feuded with Jerry Lawler and King Kong Bundy. Believe it or not, and then it says here, yeah, he jumped to world class, feuded with Ken Ryder and Chris Adams. He captured the title, however, however, WCW withdrew from the NWA in February of '86. It was renamed the WCWWA World Heavyweight Title of Food, still holding the title. As a result, he lost the title to Chris Adams. He fired Percy Pringle and briefly replaced him with his sister, Raven. And then he teamed up with the Warrior, however, who was then known yes. as the Dingo Warrior. So they've had some, they had some history with each other before WWE um, even. There was something I was going to ask. Um, now I forget what I was going to ask. I'll probably remember. But anyways... Um, you want to talk about a chiseled body. Yeah. And another one that was from World Class. And that, on that DVD I show you, it shows all the people from World Class that passed away mm-hmm. with their name and the year they died. And what, like Toji Yamamoto. Right. You know? Yep. Um, who was... I'll just say I'm not a Kevin Sullivan person. Yeah. And I'll explain more on Monday. But wasn't he part of the Dungeon of Doom? Oh, yeah, it's almost a member of the Dungeon. Yeah, no, I mean, Tojo Yamamoto. Oh. Uh, the master. Is he the master? I think, I think, I think I remember correctly. Let me, let me, let me look at the, uh, let me look at the, uh, what was it, the Dungeon of Doom. Let me, uh, hold on, I want to find out what's going on here. Yeah, the Dungeon of Doom was, uh, who was in the group? Uh, master, let's see, the Master, King Curtis Ikea, Taskmaster, Kamal, the Shark, Zodiac, Fader, Jaiming, Yeti, Hart, Luger, Morris, One Man Gang, the Barbarian, Loch Ness, Z Gangsta, The Ultimate Solution, Max Muscle, Big Baba, Braun, the Leprechaun, Conan, and Jackie. <laughs> Every time I see you, I just still gotta laugh. You can you can write a scoreboard on this, guys, of who's who here. I mean, they won the champion. It says here, worst fruit of the year, Hogan versus Hogan. They won the champion once with Hogan, how Luger uh once television twice, US championship once with one main game, twice with the Giant. Oh, and then that's another thing. And one man game with the King, the African Dream. Mm-hmm. White man dressed as black and he's Yes. There was something on this I don't know if any of you got him on your Facebook page. Yeah. But he was talking about that and Vince mm-hmm. asked him to do something like that. He goes, Go for it. 
So, okay, I got a match when it's my turn around. But All anyways. Right. All right, who's up? I was the last one, so. Okay. Uh, I guess, Gerard, are you up or am I up this time? I don't know, is he with us still? Don? Gerard? Gerard? Must not be. He might, he might have stepped out, though, maybe uh, maybe for a quick uh, pit stop for uh, refueling with some liquid courage or restroom <laughs> break. One of the two. <clears throat> All right. While we wait for him, since no one's running the network, however, I guess, since you're assisting right there, John, I guess I'm going to have to fill in maybe for the time being. Uh, usually I don't, but in this case I'm going to have to step up uh, – the uh, host duties here, and let's see, let's see if we can try them again. John, are you in? Or I know you're done. Uh, Gerard, are you there, bud? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we thought we lost you there. Okay, uh, I think you're up on the fantasy matchup. Uh, we were just talking about Rick Rude. Uh, Ralph is sharing some Rick Rude story, but I think you're up on the fantasy matchup now. All right. Um, hold on, let me pick. All right. This is so funny what my uh, girlfriend wrote, however, on her Facebook wall the other day. She wrote to my cousin, I don't know if mine worked, however, who drinks a better beer, you or your cousin? You have 30 seconds to decide the content. I wrote, duh, me, hello. You got to get up to Wisconsin then, then we'll have a drink off. Definitely. Sure. My, oh, just real quick while I was thinking that my brother was a Navy boy, and you know, they say drunk as a sailor. Yes. Us Wisconsin boys came out there, mm-hmm. destroyed them. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah. I guess I learned from the best, Andre the Giant and the Crusher. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, um, my pick is. Zeus Ooh. versus Nails. Oh, Ooh. that's good. That's a good one there. Didn't Zeus tear down one part of the steel cage? Yeah, I think so. Sounds right. And he's another one that's gained a lot of weight, too. Yep. Him and... I don't want to see him and... I don't think he would have a Johnson contest. I'm sorry. I don't think he gained as much as Ahmed Johnson. I think he did, actually. We'll have to find out on that. We will definitely have to find out on that. <laughs> I'm thinking Zeus. 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 This would be a tough night for Nils, i say, because I'm going with Zeus. Who was also in the AWF. Uh, wasn't that ran by Tito Santana? I believe so, yes. That sounds right. 
he was in the tournament as the convict. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I still love that with his voice. You know, it's like you got a stoma thing, you yeah. know, talking. He was the Mountie, too, I think. Who? Nails. No, that was um, Jacques Rougeau. That's right. That's what I'm thinking. I was thinking wrong. I'm the monkey. That's when Piper took him on at the Rumble and locked him up in jail. Yeah. Oh, another interesting fact. They were going to make him WWE champion. That's right. There was an issue on PWI that had him as WWE champion. Uh I think he won it. It's, you know, in wrestling history, it, Mm -hmm. it is so... Screwed up, it's not even funny. Nice. So many uncrowned champions, you know. Because mm-hmm. I think he beat Hogan mm-hmm. up in Mont- Ontario or yeah, Bret Hart or something. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right, yeah. So they gave him a four-day mm-hmm. run mm-hmm. just because the Rujos are, I mean, no offense to the Hearts, but anybody that can compete with the Hearts up there would be the Rougeau family. Mm-hmm. So, because then they had... I can't remember. The, then they had Hogan for number two or whoever was champion. So. Nice. All right. I'm going to go next, however. I'm going to keep this Halloween tradition alive. I'm going to pick a dragon, as in Ricky's steamboat. And we're going to put the dragon in a match against... Ooh, this is tough. This is really tough. <laughs> I'm gonna take. You know what though? I mean, they did this before. Did this quite a bit, however, in the '80s. However, I'm gonna take Ricky Steamboat versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Ooh. Yes, Damien and uh, Lucifer. But I'm gonna see Damien is Jake's buddy this time. Yeah. Ooh. That'd be. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to take the dragon. The dragon. The dragon. The dragon. In one five-star match, by the way. Yes. Who, the dragon? Yeah, the dragon would beat... um, The snake in a five-star match. You know, actually, I think the Dragon was in quite a bit more than one five-star match, I feel. Yeah. You know, he did that with Ric Flair, the one that we know of. He goes, and Ric Flair on the DVD said, that's not even in my top ten mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, the three matches in 89 he had, Music City in Nashville, yeah. the Chicago match, and then the one in New Orleans, the two out of three falls. Yes. Well, and then he had the, I mean, a lot of people look as the, the standard of WrestleMania matches, the one Steamboat had with Randy Savage. Yep. And he also had, uh, if you have his DVD, he has also the match when he teamed up with, uh, who was it? He, uh, I was going to say, however, uh, the match he had with Flair in 84, which is pretty good, the Boogie GM <laughs> match, which is good, however. Uh, but there was a good match he also had with Jay Young by teaming up with him against the Briscoe yes. Brothers at the first Starcade back in 83. Yes, and I remember... Looking at the old, I mean, I was talking after Megs, pretty much when they first came out. Mm-hmm. And then and I that was, he came up with a couple of good matches, too. Mm-hmm. Youngblood's another underrated. Yes. Jay, Jules, and who is the other one? Chris. Mark. And Mark. There was four of them. Yeah. 
I remember Jay and Mark. I don't remember. I vaguely remember Chris. I remember Jay very a little bit because, like I said, my grandfather watched the Crockett's back in the day and the championship and all those guys. And like I said, yeah. Him, and then there was Jules. Yeah, I remember hearing stories about Jules, but Jay, Jay and Ricky were five-time champs because Ricky at one time also teamed up with Paul Jones. Mm-hmm. Number and one. And Ricky Paul. also teamed up with Rick Flair. That's right. However, and that was Rick Flair's major heel turn. Right. Hey, yeah. uh. Yeah, Mr. The Boss Chad Inshaw's on the chat box as guest six, and he says Jake the Snake Roberts as well. He's gonna go with the snake. Okay. Don't we all said happy Halloween? We said happy Halloween for him. However, happy Halloween, boss. Indeed. Happy Halloween, sir. Is it my turn to go next? Yeah, I think so. Uh, sound, does that sound right, George? Yeah. Yeah, you're up, John. Okay. He back at you guys. All right. I got Scott Hall versus Gangrel. <laughs> now I'm going to go with uh, Scott Hall. Same. Even though his ex... Wife, Luda Vachon was a good kisser. I'm sorry. She kissed me on the cheek, so. Anyways, I still have to say Scott Hall. Or who was he? Um, Gang Girl against Scott Hall, right? Right. Okay, Scott Hall. Hey, yo, Scott Hall. The American Eagle. All right. Looks like Whose we're all. Whose turn is it next? Whose turn is it next? I believe it is. Ralph, I think it's your turn again. Okay. I can't remember the one match, but a, a ladies' matchup per se. Luna Lashawn versus ODB. All right, ODB versus uh, who was it again? The ODB versus Luna Vachon. Okay, I'm taking Luna. Guys, who do you like? Luna. Luna. Sorry, popcorn sweetie. Please forgive me. Yes. <laughs> okay, can I tell this story real quick with a couple stories in one? Yeah. If you guys don't mind. Guys? Yeah, no. go ahead. Okay. Real, okay. This is uh, two stories in one. To understand the second one, you got to hear the first one. I was up in Green Bay when they had Austin Aries, ODB, um, Davari, and the last real man in wrestling, Silas Young, and they were giving each other headbutts. Mm-hmm. After party show, okay... And then behind me was um, ODB. She goes, mm-hmm. hey, can I have some popcorn, sweetie? I'm like, sure, here you go. So she became my popcorn sweetie. Well, Austin Aries got drunker than the skunk. And I mean, he was way, 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 way beyond inebriated. <laughs> so 
he had an argument with a promoter on something. He got so pissed, he grabbed a bonsai tree, ripped it apart from the pot, tossed it all over, and then left. Oh, jeez. Okay, so I had to clean that up. Right. Fast forward a few years later, mm. in a different promotion, you had, the second time I met the master of the claw, Bear Von Roski, you had Silas Young, I can't remember Silas, I'm sorry, you had him, Jay Lethal, Tracy Brooks, I think Tommy Dreamer was there. But anyways, and my fr- friend has got the biggest hots for ODB. Mm-hmm. Well, I almost got set up with ODB. Nice. Okay. Anyways, so we are going through stuff, and they said, Ralph, give give her give her a kiss. Yeah. So I gave her the kiss on the lips, picture taken, and looked over as soon as it was my best friend. His mouth looked like it was a like one of the cartoons. His jaw was on the ground. And then I looked at Ben Reiner asking, he's going, okay. <laughs> Who's another nice guy. Yeah. First time I met him was at a Ring of Honor show, and I said, hey, I remember when you were, when I was little. He goes, no. And that, that German voice he portrayed, no, that was my dad. And I, you know, I'm just marking out, going, uh, oh, what? Uh. No, he goes, just kidding. It was me. Oh, oh man, that's great. That so I got punked great. by Baron Wojnarowski. Oh, wow, that's great. And that was the same show Steamboat was at. Oh, nice. Nice guy, too. Yeah. Well, oh, and that's when he played as a bad a heel. Yeah. Steamboat. Right. And that's where he turned. Right. Back and to a face. Yeah, a lot of people, that's pretty wild, though. I mean, that's just before Disorder 2, if you ever yeah. see that when I was at that show. Yeah, I told you guys about the steamboat thing that happened to me in New Orleans a few years ago when he picked me out and he asked the people in the crowd, who was my favorite t- taking partner? And I yelled out, Jay Only points right at me. And I got a picture of him point. Has, I have a picture of him in the ring at the time when he was at the NXT thing because uh, Byron Saxton introduced him because he was just there at the uh, Fan Fest or whatever. Yeah. And, um, didn't he get hurt by Austin? Was it yeah. Austin? Yeah, 92, I think it was. Yes. Like that. Yes, yes, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I seen them and I'm like, you could tell he was, but yet he continued in the match. Yeah, and his last match was was, was uh, I think he fought that match in '92, and then '94 he fought Flair one more time, and that was at Spring Stampede. Yeah, and then his last, last match was with Jericho. Yes, 2000. And that was the year that that was when uh, Jericho uh, was dissing all the legends and Mickey yeah. Rourke and Snuka and. Uh, when the wrestling came out, which is a great, great, great movie. Yes, fantastic movie. Oh, and then they got another wrestling movie coming out, Piper's last movie, The Mass Saint. Yeah, I heard about that one. I haven't seen it yet, though, but I've heard oh, about it. Very good previews. Unfortunately, I, we, we're at a small yeah. um, theater, so. Uh-huh. And he showed up at a ring, uh, Global Force event. Yeah. And wrestled. What was I reading about talking about? I read something about Steamboat, or I read something about Jericho recently. I can't remember. It was on 411. I can't remember now. And this was a week ago, two weeks ago. I read the story. Oh, I should know this. Dang it. I wish I knew it now. I can't remember now. i got to remember this. I'm sure I'll remember for Monday, or I'll try to remember on Monday on the show what it was. I did read something about it, though. Dad picked uh, Scott Hall to win that match that we uh, discussed. All right. I'm going to say his matchup, which is a 
or wicked matchup. Here we go. It's Mankind versus Kane versus The Undertaker versus Gangrel versus Boogeyman versus Kevin Thorne and a Hell in a Cell with barbed wire. Ooh. Foley. Uh, Harry but Foley. Yeah, me too. I'm going with Foley. I actually talked to him about that, too, that Hell in a Cell with The Undertaker very briefly. Mm-hmm. He remembers it, but it's like a very distant memory, kind of like. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people, he still says that. I mean, he's had so many. I mean, it says right here how, in fact, uh, Vince Russo made some comments recently about that match. How he talked about on nuclear on his podcast on nuclear heat. How and this is what they said. However, on watching the match, Russo says, "When I watched on the monitor, I mean, I was flabbergasted. I was in awe, shock." Fear. I mean, forget about wrestling being at work. Put all that aside. I was so concerned that Mick was going to lay it all out there, literally, that nothing was going to be left. And then he goes on to say, Bruce, on the questions before he asked him after the match, I was by his side as Mick laid on a gurney backstage after the match. He was kind of out, and I remember him looking him up at me, and he said to me with a smile on his face, he said, Vince, was the match better than Sean's? And my knee-jerk reaction was, I said to me, are you out of your freaking mind? Because all I could think about was his wife, Colette, however, his beautiful family, his kids were very young at the time. <laughs> and he could have literally crippled himself, paralyzed himself that night. And at the end of the day, the performer that he was, with the pride he had, his only concern was the match better than Sean's. If that doesn't any- tell anything you need to know about McFoy, well, quite frankly, I don't know what else to say. Well, yeah, and then he was saying, okay, anyways, just a couple things. I remember when he was on Celebrity Wife Swap. Yeah. When he's like, his wife literally got up with his tax on him. Right. But anyways, he goes, the, the one that we think of... When he got mm-hmm. tossed off the stage, he goes, that was planned. I was planning on doing that. Mm-hmm. I remember that to the day and coming up, and then, and then he's like, tossed me through the cage. Right. And he's like, I don't remember that. From that point until I got pinned, I don't remember any of the match. Yeah. And Undertaker was looking like, are you fucking sorry for language, but are you no. nuts? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, another another match that was so brutal to watch of his. I mean, he has he's had some great ones over the years that have been brutal. I mean, one two I can recall that were very brutal. I mean, besides that one, was the Shawn Michaels match at In Your House Mind Games in Philly in '96. But I think when I think of the most brutal match he had, however, later on down the road, was the match he had with Randy Orton at Backlash '04. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just. I mean, words don't describe that one. That was just so. Heinous. I mean, you talk about barbed wire being played in that match. You could see Randy's face being cut above. I mean, around his eye near his face. I mean, Mick jabbed that oh. barbed wire right in on him. Two things come to my mind about Mick Foley besides his world class days. Mm-hmm. One is there's a T-shirt that has a listing of every injury he had. Right. If I can find that T-shirt, I am buying it. There you go. Two. Yeah. When he got ripped out by Vader in yeah. Germany. That still is in my head. I've seen the match. Mm-hmm. You know, literally getting his ear ripped out of the thing. You know, and it wasn't Vader's mm-hmm. fault. It was just a freak accident. Mm-hmm. Right. And he talks about that today. Yes. Could you imagine the... And, and he hands the ears just mule down to this, and the ears just are whivering to the ref. Yeah. He's like, what, what, do, you, what do you do with an ear? Let's continue. I mean, that's just a dedicated dedication Foley had. And 
Rick Flair said he couldn't wrestle, but when he seen that match, Flair yeah. gave him the props for like no tomorrow. Oh yes. I think we have time for one more round. What do you think, guys? Cool. Yeah, Chad, I've got the uh, my main event tonight. I'd say the Undertaker would win too. Undertaker to win as well, JD. He's gonna. I mean, Gerard. He's gonna drag everyone. He's gonna pop. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five people off hell in a cell. <laughs> he did it before. I mean, look what Rikishi did, however. I mean. Yeah, he's going to chest flame every one of them. The Inouye family. Wow. And, sp- and, and speaking of which, I mean, I think we all got to give props to Roman Reigns for the battle he did with Bray Wyatt last yeah. Sunday night. I mean, that was a great, great hell in a cell match. I thought those two just. I mean, I even said it on Raw Radio Monday. I said it was like, for them to go 25 minutes with the both of them. I mean, kudos to both. I mean, I mean, Bray Wyatt. I mean, I think showed. I mean, a lot of guts and Roman tough it out the way he did. Way to go. Both, what second or third generation? Yeah. You know, and when you, you know, a lot of times in wrestling, you get that second generation going, and 90% of the time it fails. But Roman Reigns is end. Ray Wyatt is making it happen, and I th- and I think Ro- I mean Roman's now making. I mean Roman could now make a. St- I mean Roman made a statement Monday night even after Sunday night. I mean he could have said Monday I needed the day off and I could have taken the night off, but he was a trooper. He fought Kofi uh, yeah. in a pretty good match, hour, and then he came back later in the night in that fatal four way uh, to close out the show Monday night and get up in Rollins' face, his former Shield brother, and say, Hey Seth, guess what? You've uh, faced everyone but one person, Howard, and you still have not gone through me, Howard. And, uh, you and I have some unfinished business to deal with, and we're going to see it in a few weeks in Atlanta. I think he's going to win the title, because the rumor is he's going to go into the New Year as champion. I think he has to. It makes sense. Rollins has been a great heel champion all year, and it's been a fantastic heel, no doubt. I agree with you. And I think it makes only sense that this time you give it to someone. And if you Why, don't, what, then, what do you? And then I heard that they might make him face. Yeah. But then I heard now that they might be making Roman Reigns a heel. Ooh, okay. But, you know, what happens now, a lot of times when you go on the rumor sites, that's all they are. Yeah. But I've also heard they want to bring the shield back. Yeah. That's tough. That's very tough. I mean, I'm looking right now. I mean, in fact, I'm just reading right now, talking about Raw, however, right now, apparently WWE is teasing a big Divas match this Monday night, however, with the Denver show. It says they're right now saying it could be Sasha Natty this uh, Monday night in Denver. So uh, you talk about a great match there. We could see it this Monday in Denver. Who is the one that's got the lighted toes? Or What's that? The lighted boots. Who's got the lighted boots? Uh, I know who it is. I'm thinking. Uh, John, you know who I'm talking about, right? It's the, the one that's married to one of the Usos. Oh, uh, Naomi. I don't know. Uh, I just have not been a fan of hers. And then seeing the light features. Uh. Yeah. Well, I uh, I said too recently, and I'm sure we're going to hear more confirmation in the next couple of weeks what they're going to do with the NXT show over in the UK. I mean, I told Chad this, and I, I think you were in the chat box that night, Ralph, and John was too, and I think Gerard was on, and maybe not. He was off that night too. And I mentioned they're already talking about maybe doing Sasha Bailey 3 in the UK next month or in December. Ooh. 
And I don't know what they can do this time that they have not done the first two times. I mean, they stole the show in Brooklyn. They definitely stole the show at the last takeover in that Iron Woman match. I mean, what can you do this time? Last Eva standing, 60 minutes, uh, uh, submission match. I mean, I mean you got to think of a good gimmick finish here to close out this view because, I mean, Bailey, I mean, Sasha even said in an interview recently in the UK, however, I mean, she would be honored if Bailey would be so honored her. She would like to face Bailey one more time for that belt. Mm-hmm. And then the, the title, I mean, you got a great thing coming up with the title now. It's going to be looking like Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, possibly. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be And also about Samoa Joe in the Ring of Honor, too, when he was the world champion. See, I thought he was going to show up last Sunday. I said it last so, week, however. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be the guy taking Cena's U.S. title before Del Rio. That's what I thought, too, if I wasn't mistaken. Yeah. You did say that. I think you did say that. I think we, most of us said that, actually, on the show. Um, very un- underutilized. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see another AJ Styles similar to Joe in the WWE. Well, there was talk, however, they might bring Samoa Joe, or not Samoa Joe, AJ, into uh, the WWE. They are discussing about mm-hmm. it. And he's willing to work with them. And Seth Rollins, I heard, too. That would be and, a, that it's would all serious because of CM Punk and um, Daniel Bryanson. Mm-hmm. You know, well, speaking of Brian Danielson and Daniel Bryan, when do you think we'll see him back? I mean, I mean, we keep debating on his future and his status. I mean, I don't think he'll be back, but you never know. I just don't see him coming back. I really don't. I, I'm getting in my head the Royal Rumble. They always have that one surprise. Okay. So you're you going know, to Rumble. You're thinking the Rumble. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. What do you guys, John, uh, Gerard, what do you guys think? Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, no, I don't. Well, they say he's coming back, but I yeah. don't know if I want to see him back. And I'd like to see him back. I have to take Gerard's word by heart. I I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know, but I, I hope. Good. I'm I sorry. hope for his return. Yeah. I could see him possibly in the role of a GM. Yeah. Or a commentator, like we mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Bryan and JBL on the commentating cable. That'd be good. Daniel Bryan and Corey Graves, even. Yeah. I mean, I love Corey Graves. I mean, I, I mean, he is like, I mean, everyone says, oh, he's an anti-this, anti-this. I mean, it's supposed to be that, but, I mean, he has that ability. He's like CM Punk, though, you know? Mm-hmm. He can well, him and Punk, Punk are best buds, too. Right, him and Punk are best buds. I know someone who met him after an independent show here in Pittsburgh one night when he used mm-hmm. to do, uh, uh, I think it's like an independent show at PWX here in Pittsburgh. And oh, Pro Wrestling Syndicated? Yes. I've heard of that. Yeah. He uh, he he met Corey after the show last summer here in Pittsburgh and shook his hand, got his autograph, and mm-hmm. uh, he has a picture of him on his. Uh, he showed me a picture of it on his cell phone one time. But yes, this Corey Graves is one of the nice, down to earth people you ever want to talk to. Now, have you met Cabana? What's that? Have you met Cabana there? I have. I think he met Cabana there. I didn't go with him at the show. How I told him if Cabana comes next time, however, I will go because I do want to meet Cabana. He is a hoot. I believe it. Okay, the joke is between me and Cabana. Yeah. Because it was him and CM Punk where they started the original Straight Edge Society was up in this area. Right. For a still domain, I was six. But anyways, so one day 
I said, I'm going to be your WWE manager. <laughs> Looked right at me, pointed, and said, okay. So it's an inside joke. Well, we were at another knee, and it was when Davari was first started out. It was either Sean Davari or his brother, Aria. And said, yeah. you look at that man right there, he's the man. Right. You know, and it just, and then with Anderson, I said about the boots. Mm. You know, I mean, I've been fortunate that they get some interesting tidbits throughout the years. Sure. Great. WWE is great going to watch and all, but if you want to get one-on-one and you want to get some really good wrestling action, nothing beats the indie scene. Yes. I even told I even told Rhonda how I know she's trying to get into wrestling too, and I mean I even told one night I think Chad and I think Gerard was on at the time. Or if not, Gerard was off that night, and I keep telling Gerard to help. And I tell Chad all the time when Russ comes on. However, we got to make uh, Gerard her Paul Heyman. Let's just say, wouldn't that? I mean that would work with you too, Gerard. You and Rhonda together, you be the Paul Heyman to her, and she'd be the Brock Lesnar willing to kick ass, take names. Just as long as you talk to Vince and them, tell him. Bump Byron Saxon out, I'll sit in with uh, Cole and JBL or someone in the announce team, or John Will. One of us three will call the match, however, because I, I well, cannot stand well, Saxon. Like, like, I'll be the, I'll be the uh, ring announcer. Okay, you'll be the ring announcer. You'll be Justin Roberts. Okay, you can do that. I'll be, uh, then I guess I'll be, uh, J- I'll be, I'll join JBL and, and Cole. You know, or I'll be on the pre-show. Or we can put someone on the pre-show. We need someone on the pre-show. I'll be on the pre-show. You'll be on the, you and Michelle could be on the pre-show. How about that? Okay. You, Michelle, and Chad could be on the pre-show. Yeah. Actually, Michelle, you, uh, Renee Young. We can be. I'll be hitting on Renee Young, but I'm sorry. We can keep Renee. We'll keep Renee. Yeah. Renee, you, and uh, them. And then Chad, it'll be me. We can bump, like I said, Chad can bump Booker out. And it'll be me, Corey Graves, and uh, you. How about that? We can make that happen. Get rid of Cole? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I think you can bump Cole out. Yeah, we got to bump Cole out. I think. He's annoying. I'm sorry. Oh, He's he is. Prick. He he is. I mean, he really is. I know a couple of people who met him after shows, and he he can be a real real idiot. He tried to sign autographs. I know from my one buddy one night after a show. I think it was in, I want to say D.C. or Baltimore. Yeah, it was down D.C. And mm-hmm. he just walked to his car. I guess after Raw one night, they were at the Raw show down at the MCI Center, and. It was real cold when I understand it was cold in winter in the dead of winter, but still. They were waiting outside the MCI Center trying to get Cole's autograph JBL, and he walked right past them. JBL is a nice guy. Yeah, JBL's a cool dude. He's a real nice down-to-earth person. Yeah. But but what I don't get is, you know how JBL says all these past wrestlers? Mm -hmm. To bring the history into the business. Yes. And then Cole's a prick trying to get one on top of him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. You know, um, and... I mean, if you commentators, what do you think when you think of great commentators like Keaton and Gorilla Monsoon, mm-hmm. anybody with Gordon Soley? Right. I mean, Lance Russell. Yep. You know, I, I remember we, we were talking about that the one night, what could be a hell of a commentating team. Oh, yeah. I guess. Definitely. And, I'm, and then there was another one, but Bob Cottle, if you yep. remember him. Yep, we mentioned him. Yep, yep. Johnny Weaver. Yes. For a while, because I remember he was the NWA announcer guy. Uh, yes. Uh, David Crockett. Yeah. I, I Who mean, was the one in the WWE late 70s, early 80s? Oh, uh, let's see. It was Vince. It was an older gentleman. Uh, it was Vince Patterson. Uh, he was a ring announcer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Vince Patterson. I should know this, too. Oh, God. He did a couple of the Garden shows, too, and I should know this, too. Ah, oh, what was his name? 
it's, I know who you're thinking of, too, and he was a big shot in the Northeast. They liked him. Oh, I got yeah. nervous. I Howard know. Finkel, everybody yes. loved. And he is a nice guy. Yeah, I saw the Fink a couple, at WrestleMania two years ago when Hacksaw was there. And he he came was, up, well, there's a promotion. They do their annual big event. It's called yep. Wizard Rail. Mm-hmm. He's Global Great Lakes Championship Wrestling, and they're going to have Ron Simmons there. Damn. For Yeah, for the Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, well-deserved for him. I mean, Craig, I mean, he played college football for a state, and he the first African-American champion. How about a guy who's underrated? Actually, i got to disagree with that. Bubba Brazil. Oh, okay. You know, um, yep. Brickhouse Brown was a uncrowned uh-huh. champion. Yep. So, I mean, and I'm not trying to knock Ron Simmons by any means. No, Please don't understand. No, no, um, no, no, I know what you're saying. And, and Sailor Thomas was in the AWA. I remember hearing about him. Yep, I remember hearing about him. He's from Wisconsin, and I nice. met him a few times. Very nice. Big black guy. I, I mean, believe it. Big. I nice believe guy. it. Nice. My dad used to drink with him. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Crusher would come up here, too, and talk about the drinking contest. Oh, yes. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> All right, we got so many, We were saying so many good stories. Our, I mean, we're pushing strong here. It's only eleven fifteen right now. My neck of the woods, and ten fifteen your neck of the woods. There, Ralph. We got to do. I think we. Like I said, we've already talked. We got to do one more match. We have to. We're losing track no, here. Okay. No, we're not doing one more match. We're ending it. I'm shutting yep. it off. I was a host. You guys like took over my show. I'm so sorry. I'm ending it, and I'm not in a good mood. So goodbye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.